0: Good morning, friends. This is Ashley's Daily Encouragement. By the time this episode drops, it will be January 1st. I hope you didn't have too much fun last night. No, my husband always says there's no such thing as that. But so last night would be New Year's Eve. I hope you guys had fun. Um, I would imagine, because it's not New Year's Eve yet when I record this podcast, but we will be hanging with our children, have some friends come over and uh, play some games and hopefully make it to midnight. So that is the plan, you guys. Anyway, I hope... I hope you guys had a good time and I hope you're looking forward to the new year and what God's going to be doing in your life. You guys, um, as I've shared with you, this is revelation revamp. When I go back through all the revelations I've had in 2019 and share it with you guys in hopes of encouraging you. I hope today's episode will encourage you as I needed this encouragement myself. You guys, um, as you go through your own life journey, you are going to feel all kinds of emotions within yourself, you know, maybe looking back at it and being like, dang, I can't believe me doing that, created that. And, you know, just going through, you know, just seasons of regret and loss and grief. And, you know, today I was reflecting on my life today, realizing how much time I'd wasted on rescuing people and trying to solve their problems and how much that damaged them and how much that damaged me. And just like, what the heck? I cannot believe it went on for so long. But then it's like at the same time realizing that, you know, God's grace is sufficient and that we are a product of our resilience, you guys, and not our rejections. And I'm going to try to break that down for you today. I don't think when I talk about it, I'm not going to talk about it from the rejection standpoint, but um, just realizing that we're not a product of our circumstances. So I want to talk about it from that angle because I feel like if I was to talk about it from the rejection standpoint, Standpoint, then I would have to dive into, you know, how I felt rejected growing up as a child. But I just want to walk you guys through the circumstances that had made me feel that way and realizing as I looked back on my life that I was not a product of all of the things that I've gone through. And neither are you guys. You know, think about how far you've come in your life up until this point and just even survived anything that was hard or difficult. And if the fact that you're still here is proof that you are a product of your resilience and not your circumstances, you guys. And so today, I just want to share with you guys a little bit about about my story again in hopes of just encouraging you guys to look at yours, where you've been, not for the sake of looking at it like woe is me, like victim mentality, but for the sake of saying, wow, Lord, I made it through all that stuff and I'm still here today. That means you still have a plan for me. That means you still have a purpose for my life, uh, regardless of all the crap I've been through. And so you guys really quick, let me grab my journal. As I was looking through this this morning, cause there's a lot of stuff in here, you guys, but I opened it up and on the very, very front of it, it says you are a product of your resilience, not your rejection. And you guys, that stems from a conversation I had with my grandmother. Obviously this reminded me of that. It was back March of 2019, you know, around this time. And I had realized that for the first time with talking to her, you know, that of all the stuff I've been through, you know, I'd started to realize the different rejection I've had in my life, you know, how my mother had rejected me and and pulled away from me when I was trying to solve my problems. That made her feel uncomfortable, so she withdrew from me. Uh, You know, my dad would, would, would withdraw from me, especially after I called the cops on him. You guys, I called the cops on my dad so much as a kid. He called me the cop caller and he used to hate me for that. He used to get so frustrated with me and he would withdraw love from me because of that. You know, so my parents went through seasons of withdrawing love from me because I was doing things that was making them feel uncomfortable when the truth was I was just trying to solve my own problems. Like seriously, you know, just trying to find some peace. They weren't taking responsibility for it. So somebody needed to do that. That was me. I was looking for I was looking for that. And, you know, uh, another area of my life I experienced that rejection was through my bio- my relationship with my biological dad. You know, he was in and out of the picture when I was a kid, he paid child support. I seen him a little bit growing up. Um, he never told his family or my old, you know, or my sister. So, okay. I've got basically six siblings. Okay. We've got, I've got four of them. We all have different dads. We all have the same mom. And then I have a sister who we have the same dad, but different moms. Okay. Well, my sister that we have the same dad from, he never told anybody on his side of the family, except maybe my uncle or whatever. I think there was one person that knew, but never said anything to anybody about me being in his life. And so when he passed away, I think it was 2012. um, I had found out because my aunt was reading a newspaper And she called me and she goes, Hey, I just saw your dad's obituary in the paper. And I was like, what? No way. I had no idea he had died. And so I was pretty shocked because I'd always wondered about that, you know, because I knew I wasn't involved in his life. And so, you know, if he did die, how the heck was I going to know? The last time me and my husband actually went to see him, we brought the kids over there. Well, we'd only have three kids at the time. It was, well, no, two. We only had two kids at the time. And we went over there to go visit him. I showed up at his house and he, he had moved out. I didn't even know he moved. And I knocked on the door and some dude answered it and it was a dude's bedroom, so that was super awkward. It used to be my dad's office, in anyway. So, and this guy doesn't even speak English and I'm trying to ask him where my dad was. So I said my dad's name, he knew who my dad was. So he called my dad, gets my dad on the phone. I go, hey dad, where are you at? He's like, well, I don't live there anymore. I'm like, well, where do you live? I wanna come visit you. He's like, no, that won't be necessary. And then he hung up on me. That was the absolute last time he ever talked to me. Seriously, you guys, that was the last conversation I had with my dad. So as I was, as me and my grandma were just kind of chopping this up together and and reflecting on all these things, I realized, wow, that's what rejection is, right? I'm sure you guys have felt it too. And it's painful. Okay. And you know what? It's funny. You don't even realize how much it hurts until you become aware of what something is, right? When someone is rejecting you and is... Showing that they want no investment in you, right? Rejection, the heart of it. I want nothing to do with you. And so just realizing, wow, okay, that's definitely been part of my story. And then realizing, but I'm not a product of that. I'm not a product of those rejections I've experienced in my life. I'm not a product of the circumstances I've been through, right? You know, um, and you guys, I want you guys to, to just take a step back and, you know, remind yourself of that, you know, think about all the things you've been through growing up, you know, all the, all the things that you've realized about yourself and the things that your life had how your life should have been right. I should have been an alcoholic druggie. I should have abandoned my kids. I should be sitting in jail right now. I should be, you know, basically doing nothing with my life, right. And that's completely opposite. I woke up this morning and I said, God, with all the crap I've been through, how was I able e- how was I even able to raise my kids up until this point the way I have, my husband and I? Seriously. I mean, nothing but dysfunction coming from both sides of our families. Seriously, you guys, I'm not, I'm not going to tell his story. He'll tell his own story in his own time. I'm only here to tell mine, you guys, but both of us, you know, just going through stuff and realizing because of our family of origin There's no way in heck we could have raised up the family that we're raising right now. It's only been by God's grace, you guys. What what I mean by that is as we started seeking the Lord, right? I wasn't aware of all these things and how much they'd shaped my life, honestly. Not when I first came to the Lord. I was just looking for a way of escape. You know, I was like, i read that God said, you don't have to worry about your life, what you'll eat, what you'll drink, what you'll wear. And I was blown away by that. You know, you read Matthew six and he says that. And when I would grown up in an environment where I was worrying about that every single day, I saw that as freedom. Like, wow, I don't have to worry about my life. I don't have to worry about anything. Oh, heck yeah. Lord, I'll take it life for life. I won't worry about my life. You take care of mine. Right. And so then I, I started asking the Lord to help me with the most obvious things in my life. And you guys, for me, it was money. Right. Uh, Me and my husband, we got together when we were young, had our first baby at 16. So I got my first job at 17, uh, working at a grocery store. We got our own apartment a month before I graduated. So I was feeling pretty slick about that. Got our own place. Four years later, get pregnant again. I'm working at a nursing home because I was going to the college to, you know, uh, I I was going to be a registered nurse. That was my plan, really. And, you know, my plan was to be a registered nurse Uh, redeem myself in the way of I'm not a product of what everyone else thinks. My mom doesn't raise worthless children. Look at what she has created. Oh my gosh, you guys seriously looking back on it. That really was the root of what I was doing. I never became a nurse. I ended up finishing my, my degree. I just got an associates because I was like, okay, I've been in college for gosh, how long was it? 12, eight years. And I was like, I better get something out of the deal, you know? And I was raising my family and all this in between. But anyway, you guys, I just, uh, you know, remember? Uh, by the time baby number three came along, you know, I'm working at the nursing home. I'm not getting into the nursing program, you guys. They didn't let me into it because my GPA was only 3.67. Okay, uh, they wanted a 4.0. And I think the other thing was I had something on my juvenile record. I never shared that story with you guys, but me and my mom had gotten into a massive conflict. And uh, you know, I told you guys my mom was drunk, so she was super good at you know, just provoking you, right? You wouldn't even be doing anything. And she would be on the phone fighting with my stepdad who was down in Oregon, right? And they would just be arguing and fighting. And she would just be standing at the bottom of the stairs, just saying all kinds of crazy stuff to me. And I just finally flew off the handle one day and I was like, mom, leave me alone. Like I couldn't take it anymore. I went downstairs. I found a broom. I went to the kitchen. I smashed it through the back, through the kitchen wall. That's what I did. Cause I was so angry. So then she proceeds to tell my dad that I was going to stick it through the side of her head, which that was not even what happened. But anyway, so I put the broom through the wall because I was angry because I knew I was like, I'm not going to hit my mom. I would never do that to her. It's just like, mom, leave me alone. So anyway, the cops show up. My dad, who's down in Oregon at the time, he's the one who called the cops on me. He doesn't know what's going on. And you would think like, okay, let's, let's, let's reflect on this really quick. You guys, I've shared the story with you about how my mom and dad. So my stepdad, was the one that I was with when I was a kid and I would sit him down and talk to him. He knew that my mom was an instigator, right? He knew that she could push your buttons. Well, heck, he called the cops on me. Looking back on it, he probably did that out of spite. This is for all the times I should call the cops on me. Guess what? I'm getting her back. I don't know you guys, but for real, you know, my dad still held that against me, even as an adult, when I was taking care of him, when he was in liver failure, we would be talking about the the, the old days, right? And he'd be like, yeah, Ashley, remember when you called the cops on me all the time? And I'm like, yeah, dad. Like, do you not remember, like, beating the hell out of mom and why I did that? Like, seriously, dad, come on. Why are you still giving me a hard time for that? You know? And then he and then he would be like, yeah, Ash, I'm sorry for calling the cops on you. You know, I didn't know what was going on with your mom. And it's like, dad, you should know. You knew how crazy she was at times. You knew how, how, how much of an instigator she was. But anyway, you guys, so... Uh, that was a little side story. I'm trying to remember kind of, I'm telling you all these little stories as I'm trying to make this one huge point. So back to following God with all my heart, right. And life for life and, and asking him, you know, I started, you know, taking those areas of my life where I was worried the most. And, you know, for me at the time it was money. Right. Uh, I was, at, uh, let me see here. I was working at the nursing home, baby number three, didn't end up graduating, well graduated college, but didn't end up going to the nursing the nursing school because of my juvenile record. They don't say that, but they do background check. And I know that popped up on it because it had popped up when I had the job at the nursing home. I never knew your juvenile record could pop up on your adult record. But when I was working at the nursing home, uh, I think I'd been there four years. My last year, they, you know, redid my background check and pulled me aside and said, hey, what's up with this when you were 14 years old? I'm like thinking, wow, I'm 20 something years old. Why the heck is this on my record? You know, and so anyway, I had to tell that story to them, of course, and I'm pretty sure that's why I didn't get in the nursing program, but looking back at my motives and why I was doing everything, trying to redeem myself, trying to redeem my life and, you know, make my life look good for every, you know, for my mom and that crazy chaos. When you're thinking, why the hell would you do that, Ashley? Why would you try to make yourself look better for your mom and your dad? Right. Well, because I understood their chaos too. So it was like, I understood and I didn't want them to be judged. And at the same time, I didn't want to be judged either for, you know, coming from that type of family. And, oh yeah, well, she came from this family. So this is who she's going to be. I'm like, y'all ain't going to tell me who I'm going to be. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. anyway, so as me and my husband are living our own life and having children together and, you know, starting making decisions, uh, I, you know, I decided, we decided, um, through another conversation that, you know, I was going to stay home and homeschool the kids and I was going to quit working. And so obviously now we're living on one income and I'm worried about money. Cause I'm like, oh, great. Now what are we going to do? Right. But God always showed up. He always came through. And I, so I started just trusting him one situation at a time, one area at a time, uh, you know, asking him and he, and he's always shown up and you guys, he's shown up some pretty big ways in my life. You know, this is the very fact that I'm even sitting here sharing the story with you guys. That's That's the grace of God right there. You know, um, again, the grace to raise my children and be, and be in the position I'm in, you know, having a, uh a marriage that has survived almost, you know, I think we're going on 19 years in February. You know, we've been through hell together. We've both went through hell, grown up together in different ways. You know, his hell wasn't so obvious because it looked, you know, his, his, he didn't go, he didn't go through, um, a lot of the chaos I did just looked different. You know, everything looks, everyone has their own chaos, right? Anyway. So we both have gone through our own things and then, and then we joined lives together, not knowing the things that shaped us and still working through our own junk and, you know, figuring out how that impacted us. Now we're realizing now, at you know, 34, almost he's going to be 35 in March. My husband is, you know, just realizing, wow, that's why we've had conflict in that situation or that's how, that's why we treated each other the way we did is because of what we learned when we were kids and all this kind of stuff. And you guys, it is so freaking overwhelming, you know, but God will work with you one situation at a time. And, you know, God's grace for me was really going through that parenting class I needed when I was living with the church and, uh, you know, realizing everybody else could control my kids better than I could, you know, and asking God for help, you know? So I I guess what I'm saying to you guys is as you become aware of your life and God, you know, you, you come to Christ, you've got your reasons for why you're surrendering to him, whatever that is. You start taking one situation at a time and asking him to replace it with the chaos that, you know, Lord, I'm so sick of stressing about this. What do I do? Boom. He gives solutions. He provides, right? He gives practical wisdom. Like he did with Adam in the garden and you, you know, you start, you start looking at your life a little bit at a time. And you know what? That's the beautiful thing about the Lord. He's not going to give you all the answers at once. You'd be so overwhelmed. You guys, I thought about this morning. Do you know how overwhelmed I would be if I had to learn all of this at once? It's like, that parenting class that I went through, Growing Kids God's Way, that was God's grace to me in the moment. Back when I think my oldest was five years old, he's gonna be 18 next year. That was that was a lifesaver for me. It gave me some structure. It gave me some structure in my marriage. You know how to treat one another, how to communicate love to each other. Um, you know, really the principles that need to be in place when you're, you know, dealing with your kids. How, you know how to bond with them, how to set boundaries with them you know, how to, how to bring in the the, the discipline and the correction side of it in a healthy way. Cause you guys, I never knew what the heck health was in that way. My parents were super sporadic and crazy with it. You know, um, how to not, you know, how to parent out of love and not out of anger or pity or anything like that. You guys, all of that one class, my need to just want to know how to be a better mom and a better parent saved my butt in more ways than one, you guys. So, you know, God will give you what you need at the time and as you grow, you know, he's going to reveal other things in your life and it may feel overwhelming like it does for me even today. Just thinking about, wow, Ashley, you wasted so much time rescuing people and, and, you know, just being in that mentality and, and look how it hurt you and look how it hurt other people. And I'm just like, Lord, just give me the grace for this too. You know what I mean, you guys? So it's a journey, but look back at your life and see how far you've come. See how far God's grace has brought you to this point. Even when you don't feel like it, you guys, I don't feel like remembering that today. I feel like sometimes sitting here, just being a little whiner, you know, just being in my little victim self, like, oh, woe is me. And it's like, oh, Ashley, that is so exhausting. You know, you don't want to live like that. You just need to give yourself some grace and love today. You need to remind yourself of how far you've come in your life and not sit there and beat yourself up. And I want you guys to do that today too. If you feel like, oh man, this is just too damn hard. I want you to remind yourself. That, you know, you just need to receive God's love and His grace. You don't need to try to do anything else today to fix anything, right? You just need to receive and and just appreciate, you know, that He's always going to be with you. He's always going to help you in the context of any problem situation that you have. We're not going to be aware of everything all at once, you guys, because we can, you guys, we can barely freaking remember what we did yesterday, right? There's a lot of things we don't remember because it was so painful. So, you know what? We need the Lord. We need His grace. We need His wisdom. We need His presence in our lives, as all these things get revealed to us, you guys. So I know I just kind of went on and on and on about all these crazy stories that I've been through, but I wanted to show you guys that I am not a product of that. You are not a product of that. And to remind yourself of that today, we are not products of our circumstances, but we are products of resilience. And let me tell you really quick what resilience means because I wanted to look it back up and just remind myself resilience is the act or power of springing back to a former position or shape going back to your original position or shape before the Lord, right? Dependent upon him, his, his grace being enough being, you know, being dependent you guys. And what did we talk about? I think it was Monday or what day was that? Uh, I think it was Monday, uh, the revelation for January, right? Realizing my power, my personal power, how I'd given it up. You guys, what is power, your ability to change your ability to make change. You guys, we can be resilient. In that way, we can have the ability to make change. You know, we're capable of recovering ourselves from the shock. That was the other thing capable of recovering or capable of recoiling from pressure or shock, unchanged or undamaged. You guys, God's grace does that for us. God's grace makes us resilient to all those things that you've been through all the hurt, all the pain, all the frustration all the emotions that you even feel right now. You guys, sometimes I, I'm feeling something. I'm like, I don't even know where this is coming from. Like, I don't even know what's happening right now, Lord. Like, seriously, you know, you ever just have one of those days? I'm usually a pretty at peace person, you know, um, you know, at peace, got lots of joy. And then there's some days where it just like, 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 uh, you know, like your, your humanness kicks in and I'm like, Lord, I especially need your grace for those days because I don't understand what I'm feeling at times. Or I want to try to understand it and I can make it into something that it's not. And I can just completely just, you know, throw away all the other stuff that I know is good and true and just get stuck in the emotion of it, the emotion of it now, the moment. Right. And you guys, I'm, I just want to share with you that you don't have to stay there. You just have to receive God's love. Let him let him help you be resilient. Let him take all those things you've been through. And reform a new perspective inside yourself, you guys. Because, we're like I said, we're not products of our circumstances, but the resilience. God's grace makes us resilient, you guys. God gives us what we were lacking. God heals us. His, He redeems us. He provides for us. He does so many amazing things. And we that's really what God's grace is going to do, right? We are going to receive these things in our heart first, right? The love, the grace, the peace, the perspective that we need from God, right? God is in the thought process, right? you want to know God, change your perspective, you know, ask him to help you change your perspective. You know, Lord, what do I believe about you? What do I believe about myself? What do I believe about the world and the circumstances? How do I, how do I determine my worth? Ask these questions, you guys, and God will give you the grace. His grace is those things that you don't know, the unknown things that, oh man, if I would have known that things would have been different, right? Well, you know what, you guys, honestly, some of the things, if we would have known it, we probably wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to handle it at the time, right? You know, the, obviously the things I'm realizing about myself, I wouldn't have been able to handle it before. And the Lord knows. And that's what he told his disciples, isn't it? He goes, there's so much more to tell you, but you can't bear it now. Right? So, you know I Being comfortable with the fact that God's on the throne, he's going to reveal to me what I need to know at the time. And he's going to do the same for you, you guys. And let it be a process. You don't need to know everything right now. And that's what I got to remind myself. I don't need to know everything. I don't have to have everything figured out. I just got to remember and rely on the. On God's faithfulness up until this point in my life. And if I'm feeling like I got to go figure something out, I just need to receive from Him and from other people, you guys. So that is all I have for you. I apologize, you guys, if it sounds all over the place. Um, I wasn't sure how I was going to talk about this today, but, uh, you know, this was just on my heart. I want to share it with you guys. I hope it was encouraging. Um, I hope you guys have an awesome rest of the day. It's a new year. I, I pray that, you know, let's go ahead and pray really quick and then we'll, I'll get off this podcast. So, uh, Father God, Thank you for every single person out there that's listening to this podcast, Lord. You know my heart, God, is to, you know, obviously communicate how you've restored me, but then just be able to take that and help other people be able to apply it in the same way in their life, God. I want to see other people's life restored. I might not see it either, God, because, you know, I'm not making contact with a lot of these people. You know, they're just listening in all other places in the country and all over, you know. I I pray, God, that, Every single person that listens to this will get some sense of you being in their life and you being able to do more and above, you know, for them that they can even comprehend God and that they would go to you for the healing that they're seeking God. They would see that it is possible in you, that your grace is sufficient, that your grace makes firm, secure and steadfast people that, you know, that they are not a product of the things they've been through, especially if they're doing any kind of better than they were than what they were raised in, Lord. I pray that your grace will be what draws them to you more and more that they, we would all continue to open our hearts to you in this way, Lord. Um, thank you God for the grace you've poured into our lives up until this point, the perspective you've given us, the healing you've given us, the things you've given us to us that we didn't even know we needed. Honestly, Lord, it's so overwhelming sometimes, but we thank you God for all that you do for us. I pray you bless the rest of this day. Bless every single person, God, who's, you know, seeking to go deeper with you and grow and heal. Um, Help them to to find your grace in their life and the context of their life, God, for the sake of them finding out their purpose and communicating that to the rest of the world. Them communicating the grace you've given to them in the context of their life and giving that to other people out there who are going through the exact same thing they are. Lord, people need to hear our stories. Give us the courage to do it. Give us the healing. Give us the love. Give us the grace. Let us know. Let us know and rely on the love that you have for us, Lord. And if we're not relying on your love, let that be a place of healing for us first, God. Let us operate from a a, a loved state first before we go off and do any kind of ministry or do anything. Lord, let us always operate from that loved place, God, because we're always gonna need your love. As we pour out love, we're gonna need more love, God. So pour it into our hearts. Let us pour it into each other's hearts, God. Continually be open and just allow you to work through us, in us and through us, Lord. We love you, we thank you, and we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. All right, friends, that is a wrap for today. Tomorrow will be the last uh, Revelation revamp for the week. I'm going to be talking about April. I really need to give myself more time, you guys, to read through this. There's so much. It's so overwhelming. But, you know, at least the little nuggets I find here and there. I hope, I hope it's giving you guys some type of perspective. I don't want to just sit here and, you know, ramble on about my life. I'm really, really trying to give you guys some sort of sustenance in your life. Some nuggets of some type that you can take from this podcast. Put it into your life. Allow God's grace to penetrate you in some type of way so you guys can you know, uh, live out your full potential that you have in Christ through his grace. So anyway, you guys, I love you so much. Have an awesome rest of the day. Check out food for thought Friday coming up on Facebook daily Encouragement with Ashley Campbell, check out soul food Sunday with my husband, uh, Scott and I, as he shares with you guys, his heart, the things he's learning, you know, from his perspective, you guys, and, uh, you know, being able to kind of hear from him and, and see what he has to say. We both had, you know, we have a lot of similarities, but we're very different in a lot of ways too, which is really great. So, you know, he can probably speak to people in different ways than I can and vice versa. And so I hope you guys are blessed on soul food Sunday. Um, I pray you guys, you know, continue to show up and be encouraged to have a conversation with us, ask questions. And, uh, so, all right, you guys, I'm gonna get off here. Love y'all. Have an awesome rest of the day and I will see you next time.